Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Before we get into this thing, I got to uh, talk to you about Total Wireless. It is my cell phone company. I dig them. Uh, this interview is being sponsored by Total Wireless. There has never been a better time to move to Total Wireless. Total Wireless, Total Confidence. Sanchez is here. We got Dan here. And we have Olivia Bryan in the studio. Yeah. Hello, beautiful I'm back. Woman. Yeah. You're back with a lot to talk about and a lot going on. <sighs> oh, no. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to give away some like deep secrets on accident. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you love that. I you love, love that. I have so many questions. I'm excited. Oh God. I feel like you're in a very unique time in your career just based on the music I've been hearing. And maybe I'm crazy, but the results of my poor judgment, it is different than everything else you put out there before. Or, yeah. or it's the proper evolution, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I like to think of myself as constantly going up and not necessarily in like, you know, like popularity or whatever, but just in... I just want to be constantly improving. And when I started, you know, I was like 15. I had to hate you, I love you. And I had to like learn how to do stuff from there. Like I had to like start from the beginning after having a hit song. It was the weirdest thing ever. So I feel like I've just been constantly working on it and getting more comfortable with my writing and my singing. Like I used to not be able to belt. Like I was like so afraid to sing. And now I like will start screaming into the microphone. And like if I have a voice crack, I like don't care. Um, and I'm more honest with my writing. I feel like I'm not as afraid to like just say whatever. And I don't care if people like figure out who it's about or like get butt hurt. Like I just don't care. It's my honest truth. So, <laughs> But that's all stuff that comes with time. Yeah, definitely. Because you had to kind of reverse engineer a whole career based on a hit song like you mentioned. You definitely have risen to the occasion. I think so. I like to think so. I think the music's fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And again, maybe I'm crazy, but like I'm also down for the micro mixtape lifestyle. It's so great because putting out an album, like a conceptual album, is so much work. And then I find myself like... Like when I'm in album mode, like I'll take out a good song because it doesn't like conceptually fit with the album and put in a song I don't like as much because it like works in my like idea I have in my head. And then you don't get to put out a song for like years almost because you're working on making sure everything fits together. Whereas like I make like a couple songs and I'm like, hey, let's put out another micro mixtape. And my label's like, all right, bet. And we just put it out. It's so dope. It's like the best way to release music ever. I'm so happy, like so happy I'm doing it. And they're just kind of made up of random different songs that just they're not linked together, but. Are they done close to each other? Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends. Like, sometimes I'll write, like, the next one I have coming out. Um, or, yeah, it, it's, like, a song I wrote, like, two years ago. And then one I wrote, like, two months ago. Oh, wow. I wrote, I wrote one, like, the one I wrote two months ago, I was I didn't have anything that matched with it. And so I was, like, let me look back into the archives, my Dropbox with, like, hundreds of songs. And I found this one old song that I was, like, holy this is like a perfect match and I love the song I just it just never came out for whatever reason so it's great because I can kind of find like old stuff and match it with the new stuff and yeah it's just it's fun it's like it's like a puzzle that's gonna be on the next micro mixtape do you go back and rework that record when you find it oh definitely like I'll redo vocals and stuff because my voice has even changed so much like I'll listen to my old songs and I'm like oh my god I did not sound like that it's so scary (laughs) when I'm listening to the results of my poor judgment the songs do sound attached right yeah I that the theme of that is supposed to be like big hooks, kind of like pop punky guitarish. I mean, it, when I say mm-hmm. pop punk, it's like it's still pop music. It just has like a little bit of a like a feel of that, like with the guitar and the. I, I'm kind of screaming in all the choruses. <laughs> Sad together is so raw and honest, but it's also also really anthemic. Thank you. Yeah, like, like, we did gang vocals, like me and like so we, I did it with two producers and a writer, 
and we were sitting there like screaming and the thing, like doing all the gang vocals and it makes it so big. I, that's like my favorite to do. It was a huge song, mm-hmm. but it starts very intimate and really personal. It does, yeah. How does that song come, like how does it start? Well, that song, uh, it started with, I had the first lyrics in my notes. Uh, what is it? It's like, I would never kill myself. I'm too afraid to die. But to say I've never thought about it, that would be a lie. It was just about, I don't know. It's kind of similar to lyrics in my song, Empty. That's like my like depression song from back when I was like, not okay. Um, but yeah, I just had that note in my phone and I was like, let's turn this into something. And me and this girl, Maddie, we just like, I don't know. It just it happened so fast too. She just like. I like when a song comes together in like 20 minutes. Like it's the best thing ever because you're like, you just know it's good because it feels right. It feels natural. It just comes out. Like that's how that song was. Because from where I'm sitting and listening, like it sounds like the story of the song is like essentially making it clear that everybody's kind of more alike than they are different. And like everybody feels sadness no matter who you are. Yeah, definitely. Is it wild to see a lyric that for you was really personal, right? Just the... You know, you're too afraid to die, but you've thought of it. See it turn into a song that kind of brings everybody together? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like I'm in a place in my life right now, at least. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm depressed anymore. Like, obviously, I still get sad, and I still have moments where, like, I'm upset about stuff and whatever. But it's not it's not as bad as it used to be. And so when I'm writing about being sad, I'm not, I don't, I'm not in that dark, dark mindset anymore. So I kind of try to put a little bit of a light spin on it. And that's what I was kind of trying to do with that song. Because I didn't want to write another empty because that's not where I'm at in my life. So I wanted to kind of be like, yo, you can be sad sometimes and it's fine. And everyone feels like that. Like, let's just be, be okay. Together. Yeah, let's be sad together. So Jocelyn is something else. <laughs> you, you don't really know a Jocelyn. Or are you Jocelyn? Um, it's it's a song. Is <laughs> Jocelyn, or, is Jocelyn a real person? Um, it's about a real person. It's not the same name. Okay, this is my thing about that song. Is when I release it, everyone's like, "Who is that? Who's Jocelyn? F- Jocelyn." That perpetuates a stereotype that like, or like the idea that we should hate like the girl that someone like cheats on you with where it's like i'm the song isn't about her at all i'm just saying i hope it was worth it like cheating basically it's like it's not about it like if any if we should be mad at anyone it should be the guy that the song is about like i like jocelyn she's sick bro (laughs) oh so you're oh so you're friends with jocelyn no no i'm not this is this is a i'm talking completely metaphorically here i'm just saying like if if a like you shouldn't hate the girl that someone like cheats on you with. Also, I wrote that song and I thought the situation that happened was a different situation. And I later found out details that like weren't. It's complicated, but it's not. It's not about a real situation. It's about something I kind of thought happened and then it. But the song is too good. Do you <laughs> find out? Song? Do you find out after the song is written that you got the details mixed up? Yeah. Well, it, basically, I found out that this guy I was talking to like hooked up with someone else, um, and like we were. We weren't dating, but we were, like, exclusive. Like, at least, I mean, he, that's what he told me. And then when I found out, instead of asking him about it or asking who it was or whatever, I just didn't talk to him for a whole month. Like, I just didn't say anything. Nothing, not a word. <laughs> so that's why I didn't really have my information correct. Got it. You just shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, did you ever Which, ask him if it was worth it? Um, No, because oh. I don't care to know. Mm. Also, like, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got over that situation actually shockingly fast. I feel like it's the fastest I've ever gotten over someone that I like actually cared about, which either I'm 
desensitized to emotion and I'm just like can't feel anything anymore. Or get out of here. Or I'm maturing and I'm growing up. That's and what I was gonna say. I'm getting better at um I don't know, getting over stuff. You're so. becoming an adult? Yeah. You've experienced Badly. a lot more in your life, so you realize like what's worth giving it time and energy to you. Yeah. And what isn't. And also like when someone does something like I saw the way this guy treats women and it like it really opened my eyes. I was like, damn, like just to other girls too. Like I've just seen it and I've seen it up close so many times because I've I've been friends with him afterwards for a while. And like it's disgusting the way he treats women. It's really disgusting. And I it made me not like him anymore, not care about him because I'm like like that's just not a good person. And, and like I can't even like you because you're just a terrible human being. I like this this movement of pro homewrecker. Like don't blame the homewrecker. I mean, if they blame don't the guy know, who built the home, I guess. Yeah, if the girl doesn't know, you can, literally can't be mad. Like you just can't. Especially when they're like sweet talking them. Like you yeah. know how those guys are. Like you can't even like. I that's why I get almost mad when people are commenting like Jocelyn. I'm like no, like. We should be mad at the guy I'm singing to. Yeah, well, the guy song. will flip it on the Jocelyn. Exactly. And that's why. And so many <laughs> girls, like, th that's what, guys are so manipulative. Like, I know so many girls that, like, get back together with a cheater and then, like, mm -hmm. hate the girl that they cheated on them with. I'm like, where does this make sense? Yeah. Like, let me know where that makes sense. Like, they're the person that broke your trust. You weren't in a relationship with this girl. They don't fucking owe you Even if they did know, they don't, I mean, yeah, it's not the nicest thing ever to do to someone, obviously, but, like, they don't owe you anything. The guy is the one who made a commitment to you, so why are you... I yeah, no, you're will right. never, ever understand why people take back cheaters. Like, oh, it's my number one, like, pet peeve. I Have you ever that. been tempted to? I've never, like, actually been fully cheated on. Like, I've, it's always been, like, when I wasn't really in a relationship with someone, but, like, we were exclusive, but we weren't, like, officially dating. And so then they're like, oh, I, it wasn't cheating because we weren't, we didn't have a label on it, even though they were like, you're the only girl. It's whatever. still cheating. Exactly. It's but 100% like, still cheating. But I would never, <laughs> I've never <laughs> taken back anyone who did that to me. It's just not, it's just, it's messed up. I would never do that. Good. Nobody has time I've, for that. I've watched my friends do it so many times, and it literally, like, blows my mind. Which, that, it's surprising because I'm assuming, I, at least I've seen your friends that socially sometimes, you have you and your friends are catches. You are beautiful people. You have yeah. a lot to offer to this world and to many other people. So why would you keep going back to the same That's what thing? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I'm always a person. I used to, like, one of my, my best friend and roommate, like, he took back his cheating ex-boyfriend, like, multiple times and this one time i got so fed up i he the guy had slept over and i walked into his room <laughs> and i walk in and i start screaming drew you're so stupid how dare you take him back and the guy Good. just goes under the covers like <laughs> hiding from me and he refused to come back after that because he was so afraid of me you're a good friend but also like i stopped doing that because i realized that no matter how much i yell and scream at my friends about it they're not going to listen to me because they're under this weird spell like love literally makes people blind and then as soon as like they're finally over it they look back and they're like i did what like mm -hmm. what what in my brain made me do that like it's like you literally can look at it when you're in love you look at a situation and you see the facts the obvious facts and you just deny them somehow yeah. you just ignore it blinded by yeah, love is literally real. it's like i'm watching it and it's like i'm watching a freaking science experiment like i'm like observing it like how is like what? <laughs> do you take those stories in to write records about them? Do you learn for yourself from this stuff? I definitely learn for myself, but I it's hard to for me to write about stuff that I don't personally connect to. I'm trying. That's something that I've been trying to work on because I need to stop ruining my own life for the sake of my art. Like, I really do. This isn't going to last forever. This isn't something that has longevity. Like, how many times can I get my heart broken before I'm like, all right, I'm Enough. done? Yeah. 
And also, now that I'm apparently maturing and getting over people quicker, <laughs> how much, how, like, am I going to be unaffected by love soon enough? Like, how, how much longer do I have before I just stop caring at all? You're right. We don't know. The clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, well, maybe, like, as you mature, the bigger things will sway you or inspire you as opposed to the little things. Yeah. And I just, I think it's all about just my perspective and I have to like just work on that because I've always been so like writing is my therapy and this is how I let out my stuff and whatever whatever and if I just like actually just try and sit down and really work on it I think I can do it so that's what I'm currently gonna try to do challenge yourself yep by the way I have tremendous amounts of respect for you one because you're sitting on our couch wearing a Hillary Duff shirt. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> My manager, Max, was like, you need to wear the Hillary Duff shirt. I was like, okay. Yep. Respect to you, Matt. <laughs> also, I uh, listened this morning to start my day, your cover of Complicated. Oh, my God. It's my favorite cover. Thank you. Of the song of all time. Beautiful. Thank you. Have you heard her cover of Avril Lavigne's hit song, Complicated? No, I didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking magic. It randomly was in the after movie. Is it a movie? Yeah, the like the uh, what's it called? It's called After, but it's the it was like based off of like a One Direction fan fiction story, and they like turned it into a movie. And it's like you never seen all the like. No, but now I want to watch. I love me some One Direction fan fiction. <laughs> I mean, they flipped it uh, into like be about like it's not a, actually a One Direction fan fiction in the movie, so but it was like based Larry? off of this story that a girl. No, you know Larry. Not, yeah. Yeah, I used do. to be the biggest One Direction fan in the world. I had fan accounts. I was in kick group messages with all these like <laughs> random girls from different places in the world, and we would, we. I, I wrote fan fiction. I had, yeah, it was. Do you believe in Larry? No, because the only reason, I mean, not the only reason, but like I, they've spoken out about it so many times and said that it like hurts them to like, or at least I think Harry has, um, that it like offends them, and so I'm like, I don't want to like. Oh, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to perpetuate that. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Now I know we're going to black out this whole last part of the conversation. I never want to insult Harry Styles ever. Ever. I love him. I love Harry Styles so much. He's oh. literally... I swore I was going to marry him. I was like, all these other girls, they really think they are. They, they really think so. But I'm actually going to do it. <laughs> Have you met him yet? Um, No, I haven't. But he met my friend Kelsey and... Uh, were you expecting Kelsey to hand over your headshot to him? <laughs> no. They were, they were at a party and they were eating Chick-fil-A. Oh, and they what? he like... They'd had like a five minute conversation and it was like so random and she, she just told me about it and was like, I'm in love with him. And I was like, okay. And like, are you ever going to talk to him again? She was like, probably not. <laughs> like, great. But I, that's like, I feel like I almost don't want to meet him because I would like, I just have such high expectations. I just will never want to ruin it. I'm not, I'm sure he would be super nice and everything. I just like, you can stay over there and be my fantasy and I will be over here by myself. I totally understand that. <laughs> but I think you would actually like, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. Harry's somebody I think you should meet. And maybe being in the same room as him is oh, Harry, all... if you're listening. <laughs> being in the same room with him is all it might take. Yeah. You never know. You're strikingly beautiful. Thank you. You walk into rooms. You attract eyes. And I mean that with love. I think I told the story the last time you were here. My friend Dylan still talks about the first time that we met you because he was so moved by the moment. I, that like wow. blows my mind. I grew up ugly, so like I'm just I still like inside. I'm just like I'm ugly. like I mean I don't think I'm like actually ugly, but like I just never. Also, I'm, all my friends are like hot Instagram models, so I'm always just kind of like the whatever. What? I don't know. I just don't like to think of myself as like a hot person. Oh my god, you should live in my body just for a Stop. day. Yeah, you'll hate it. Stop is right. No, it's Did you rough. Say you grew up ugly. Yes, we talked about my nose job last time. Remember when you made me cry? Okay. <laughs> 
Are you forgetting? No, I remember. <laughs> Our moment that we had. But I don't think that makes somebody mad. ugly. Well, I was ugly. All right. Guys used to like talk to me as a joke, like to their, like they would like Snapchat <laughs> me and be like, and like try to flirt with me. And then they would like tell their friends and like laugh about it. That's how ugly I was. Well, where are they now, idiots? Exactly. They but you know, also, if I was never bullied, I would be probably so lame. Like, totally. I, I, it builds character. Having divorced parents, getting bullied, um, being ugly, mm. all builds character. By the way, I have all three. Trifecta over here, too, sister. You are not ugly. Where are you? <laughs> what are you looking at? You're crazy. Because <laughs> if you're looking at what I'm looking, looking at I in the mirror sometimes. I this self-deprecation. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> I, I look at myself in the mirror once a week for about 30 seconds. And when I, when I check in with myself... <laughs> It's something. It's something. But you went to Catholic school, which that's something we also shared. Did mm-hmm. you go up until high school? I went. So I, when I was really little, I went to Montessori school, which is like Me super too. weird. Really? Yeah. I oh went until God. kindergarten and then I went to Catholic school. I went until second grade, but then I was, I kind of did second and we didn't have great. It was years. So it was second year, but it was like basically second grade. And I did second and third year kind of together because I just like was oh. more advanced from my grade, I guess. And I just did Ooh. that. <laughs> Pink you know. <laughs> But then I went to Catholic school and I skipped third grade and then went into fourth grade, started fourth grade there. And then fourth grade through my first half of my junior year of high school, I was at Catholic school and then I did independent studies and then I just stopped going. And you had a really good GPA. Like you were really smart. Yeah. When I dropped out, I had a 4.5 GPA. Wow. I had like a 2.2 up until (laughs) when I graduated. Yeah. I barely made it. Well, look at you now though. <laughs> Look at you now. You had a four point nine GPA or four point five. I was not a four point nine. Not not that crazy. Uh, but you're you're still striving, thriving. Jesus, thriving. <laughs> I can't speak. But I mean, that's a big deal to turn your back on something you're clearly good at, which also happens to be the path that society has kind of laid out for yeah. everybody. I mean, that's a big deal to turn your back on all that. Yeah, and I def- sometimes I, I'm not going to say I regret it because I don't at all, but like sometimes I'm like, what would have happened if I had just like kind of tried to do both? I mean, it would have been really hard, but like, I don't know if I had just been like, I'm going to still go to college or I don't know. Who knows what would have happened? I, I literally wanted to go to Harvard. Like I wanted to, I I changed. I think I always in my heart knew like that I wanted to like do this. So, but it, it felt, always felt so impossible that I was like, I want to do this and that and that. And I would come up with all these other things. I, and it would change like every year I would be want to be a new thing. So I think that kind of like proves I never really had any other real passions other than this. Like writing is always something I've consistently always done and always loved. So, but also actually, I think if I did go to college, I would want to be like a psychologist. I love psychoanalyzing people more than anything in the entire world it's my favorite thing ever like i just love people and like knowing what makes a person like act the way they are like what trauma they've been through and why like oh i way, love it this should make you a good writer to write other people's stories empathy <sighs> I know, is I know. vital yeah do you ever think about going back to school or have you thought about it in like the last couple of years yeah i want to get my ged at least but then it's like i don't know I just, there's no, there's no point. And like school was so easy for me. Like it was, I, and when I was like, like my last year, so my uh, second semester of my junior year, I was like teaching my pre-calculus class because the guy, my teacher, like my honors pre-calculus class, I would be like, no, actually this is how you do it. And the guy was like, oh, you're right. Thank you. I'm like, like it was so, it's, it was so ridiculously easy for me that like, I just, there was. I, and I didn't feel like inspired by anything. I wasn't like, yes, I love this. I want to do this. And like, 
I feel like maybe if I went to college and I picked like a major that I was interested in, I would have loved it. Yeah. And I had or just something that I'm passionate about. But as of like where I where I got to in high school and it just wasn't interesting to me. And I feel like I wouldn't use any of it in my life and like what I do now, which, by the way, is accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Most of what you learn in high school, you don't use in life. They should start teaching you how to take care of your taxes. Yeah. I would have loved to have learned that. Yeah, definitely. Uncle Sam, he knocks once a year. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Well, you said, I believe, on Instagram that you would never write songs about Todd. Yeah. Why is that? Um, <laughs> you love you love the hard questions. Um, <laughs> well, Todd is great, but I I don't know if I've told you guys about my tally mark tattoos. No. So these are the guys that have just like ruined my life. How many tally marks do we have? There's three. So this one I got in like 2017, 2016. And then this one I got in 2018. This is the guy I wrote my whole album about. And then this one is my newest one. I stick and poked it on myself when I was drunk oh, in my room. Geez. And that's um, not for Todd? No, it's not for Todd. Uh, I, I've i never dated any of these guys. I I think with Todd, like I, I don't want to sound mean at all. Like He's a great guy. He's so sweet. But when I think I just really wanted to like give the nice guy a chance and like date someone and be very like like accept love from someone because I'd never done that before. I'd always gone for like guys that treated me like garbage and like didn't like me at all. And that's, that's what all these are. So I was like, Oh, I'll give the nice guy a chance and I'll, I'll be in a relationship. And it just like, he's so sweet, but it just wasn't right. And I think I just like let it happen for a while. And then I was the one who broke up with him and I just like, didn't, I, I didn't feel any like crazy emotions enough to write a song. I wrote one song called I'm no good about him. It's about me being like, and like not knowing how to like treat people to like treat nice guys and like making people cry. So, so but it's Todd, more about t- you than him. Yeah. Todd doesn't deserve a tally because you broke his heart in a way instead of him breaking yours. I don't want to say that, but like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I did really care about him and I, I always will. He's he's really sweet, but um, it just wasn't like something that like f-ed me up. You know what I mean? Are like Jocelyn, like, are, is that song about somebody that's tallied on your body tally number three it's about him is was it all in my head connected to tally number three no i actually wrote that song about no one that's like the craziest i like i mean i i kind of i was i was like super like not inspired by anything is when i was actually dating todd and i just like had nothing to write about because i whatever he and was i was nice to you yeah and life was, was nice. good <laughs> um so i i went back and i kind of tried to pull from like every past experience i had and just came up with a concept and just it's kind of a combination of just like things i felt in my life and I wrote it um with my best friend Drew so like we just kind of used each other's experiences and stuff it's a great um, song thank you are you even looking for a relationship like do you want one no I don't think I could do it it makes me like depressed because I feel trapped and I like start crying and start thinking about like dying because like when you think about being with the same person for like the rest of your life terrifying so so fucking scary oh like God, it makes me shake that's all I want because nobody like that's all I want Maybe if it's the right person. I just need to be so intellectually challenged and stimulated, like, all the time that, like, if that's not happening, I'm literally, I, like, yeah, but crave you, death. You can, okay, you can get that from other places. You don't need to get that from your lover. Yeah. Like, you come part from your lover, part from hobbies, part from following other passions. I don't know. I just love, I just love, like, really, people who are just, like, really, really fucking smart. That's, like, the number one thing. Like, just, like crazy smart but then also a lot of those people are kind of evil yeah how are they evil i feel like like smart guys are evil 
no like I don't know how to explain not all of them but like there's just like manipulative yeah like like sometimes they're so manipulative that it comes off as like oh my god you're a genius but they're really just like really good at manipulating you and Mm -hmm. it makes and they like the they have like the banter like I love like a good witty banter like kind of mean like that's my that's my I feel like I gotta hook you up with Dylan who my friend Dylan (laughs) don't put her through that no No, Dylan's great (laughs) Dylan is great he's very very smart uh, is he cute? Yeah, very handsome. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk later. I'll later. show you pictures, <laughs> and he's gonna intellectually challenge you. He's incredibly smart. She doesn't want very fast, very witty, witty. Well, you know, just if you want. He's crazy. I, I don't too. want a relationship. I'll have like five relationships. So is that really what you want? Is like is is the move to be free? Yeah, what? I mean, I I like having. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, I don't. Like, I definitely get lonely sometimes, and, like, I like to, like, kind of have people, but I don't like to feel... That's why I always kind of have relationships where there's no label, and it always yeah. kind of means more to me than it, I think maybe it does to the other person, because, like, I don't want a relationship, but I want to feel like I'm in one kind of sometimes, like, without the pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, I'm pro that lifestyle. I'm also pro being poly and having a fucking thousand different partners. Yeah. I'm, I think I'll just, I think I'll, I'll probably grow into like wanting a relationship more. I'm just so young right now. I'm like, I just can't, especially when you're in a relationship and they like are talking about like, let's be together forever. Like, oh, don't even, don't <laughs> even talk to me about that yet. Like I'm, that's, that's what, that's what really terrifies me. That's what makes me like, be like, okay, like, so if I'm going to be with this person forever, is this it? Like, that's it. And this is my life. And mm. I'm doomed to just be with this one person who's kind of boring for the rest of my life and I'm just bored. <laughs> but you're a baby still. Yeah. What are you, 20? You're only 20? Oh, John. Oh, God. <laughs> we hear you're hanging out at the Sway LA house. <laughs> yeah, those they're so nice. A lot of boys mm. not looking for commitment. <laughs> are you insinuating something? No, I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying. By, by the way, I don't know if they're all going to intellectually challenge you. Um, Josh, some of them are Josh really Richards smart. might. He's some of them smart. are really smart. Um, yeah. No, I actually really like all those boys. They're super, super sweet. Is there yeah. an advantage to hanging out with them? Because, like, they're real popular. Girl, you're following. No, I don't, I don't, like, post about, I, when I hang out with people, especially, like, guys, like, it's weird if you, like, post about, I don't know, I just don't, because people will just think something's going on when it's not. Like, I just genuinely, like, like to hang out with, like, guy friends. I think, I mean, I, I always think of, like, this old meme where it's, like, when girls say, I like to hang out with guys, it's less drama, and then it's, like, a gif of her being, like, hot dogs being thrown at her face. (laughs) And, like, it's so not like that at all. Like, I bring my girlfriends, and, like, I'll hang out with them with my girlfriends, too, but it's just, like, it's just fun. Like, it's not, I don't know. They're just really, really nice guys. They're good guys, but Mm -hmm. I also feel like you walk into the house, and you're, like, this mature season been around the block she's only 20 i know but, compared <laughs> but I've, been to out here, I've been out here since i was like 15 so i feel like i'm actually like hella old i mean they're like i mean not their children both in like how long they've been doing this and birth certificate land yeah like, i mean some of them are like i think there's a couple that are like 20 21 yeah one is 21 i think bryce turns 21 this year yes, yeah yeah you yeah. did say that what is it like at that house why do you go is there's no dirty? furniture yeah <laughs> there's literally no furniture it's well actually they're, they're slowly starting to kind of get furniture sort of it's it's very interesting no, that's called they're spending way too much money on rent and they can't they can't afford their furniture yeah i don't know what the situation is it's it's confusing but it's like they're just super nice and like we go and like i just like to like what <laughs> you do it that was the renegade i believe it was 
Wow. Yeah, me and my friends like just like love TikTok and TikTok dances and think like it started out as like a joke, like it's oh it's cringy and it's funny, and then we were like and doing it every single day and we just love it. So. Who, who do we love on TikTok? Who, who's the cool? What's the haps? Who's cool? I don't even know. I just go on my for you page and just like like funny. Like I don't even have like any like favorite people really. Um, I actually can love uh, Emma Chamberlain's TikToks. I they're so funny. She's great. I have I not her. watched her TikTok yet. Best person ever. She just does the like TikTok dances and she goes, she hits them so hard. Like, actually. Like, so is that what people want at TikTok? Do they want to see you? Do you want to see people do the dance as well? No, but like, it's just funny because it's her and like she does. I, I can't explain it. You have to watch. Like, they're just like, they're good, but they're funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I get know. It. And like there's obviously like multiple sides to TikTok. Like there's like the one the people that blow up, like the hype house and the soy house and all those people, they do like the kind of cringy ones and the little dances and the like boy, like <laughs> um and like that's like one side and then I like the like more funny like stuff, yeah. like more vine type energy stuff. Do we like boys? Do we fuck with boys? Um depends. I mean, I think I define boy. Like there's like so many different like Things if, they could be, you know what I mean? If you want to be intellectually challenged, but you're going to the Sway LA house to hang out with boys. Like I said, if I were to be in a relationship, I'd want to be intellectually challenged. Challenge, I'm yes. not trying to be in a relationship right now or even do anything. Like, like it's strictly friend basis at the Sway house. I'm just picturing you all, like, gathering around, like, reading books and, like, <laughs> talking politics and tax Yeah, that's code. exactly what we do. Actually, no. I've I've actually had some like business conversations with them oh, before, like they, fully. Yeah, they re- they are really smart. Yeah, around. Do you um, like living in Los Angeles? Do I like living here? Yeah. I used to hate it, and I used to blame all my problems on the city and be like, everyone here is fake and blah, whatever. And then I realized that not everyone here is fake. If I'm here, I'm not fake. There's other people that are here like me. It just is a magnet for people that want clout. They want money. They want fame. And some people are in it for the right reasons some people are in it for the wrong reasons just if you find the people that are in it for the right reasons and you have a close circle and you don't give your energy to the people then it's great and you're fine can you better now weave through the city and not i can read people so easily especially like i said i like to psychoanalyze people and even like some people that i will hang out with like i just know to keep them at an arm's length i know not to tell them my secrets and i know that like probably everything they say to me is a lie and i just accepted that and it's fine like i just know i know how to read people so well that i just like get it how do, you, how do you feel that some people, though, may look at you just as, like, some L.A. Instagram girl? That's fine, because if they meet me, they'll know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in how you navigate. And, like, you, you just said you understand people. You know, you read people. How long does it take for you to understand somebody? I mean, it depends. Usually I'll have to have, like, a conversation with them, um, like, about their life or just, like, random things that have happened to them. Because sometimes someone will outwardly look kind of mean and then you'll talk to them and then you'll find out that they just are like very like monotone because they just don't care about anything because they've like been through in their life um i don't know there's lots of different things but i i like to i just like to talk i'll talk to anyone for hours like the people you keep at arm's length do you think they know honestly not really i don't know i mean i'm still like when i say that i'm like i don't really have many secrets so it's not like i'm very like holding a lot back i just like it's like people that you know you can't really like count on yeah um I don't know. There's just, I don't know. I don't know what they think, but. LA is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it really is. But that's why I'm like, when I hear people being like, this city, just this, whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, like I'll make jokes about that. But if you genuinely believe that a city is the cause of all your problems, <laughs> one, move away. Yeah. Two, it's not. So you need to look, take a second look at your life. 
Can you tell me about Olivia O'Krien? My my second account? Yeah. Um, well, I deleted Twitter, and Twitter was my favorite place in the world, um, to, which it was dangerous, though, because I would, go, like, something would happen to me, and I'd, like, go tweet about it, like, subtweet, and it's just, like, so messy and stupid, and, like, why am I doing that? Like, write in your freaking diary, Olivia. Like, come on, let's just keep it to yourself. No one cares. It's not the same, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just needed to stop because it just was, like, and also... The thing I didn't like about Twitter, like on Instagram or whatever, like I can just delete a comment. I can delete a DM on Twitter. If someone's tweeting about me, I can't delete it. Like I just can, it just keeps popping up and I keep seeing it and it just like makes me sad. Yeah. So I just can't be on Twitter like whatever. I just can't do it. Um, but I used to love Twitter and just the idea of it and I can post whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And it's not like Instagram where if you post 20 times a day, like your people are like confused. <laughs> So I made a second account that I could just post whatever I wanted. And if I was having feelings I wanted to share, like I could share them. And um, yeah, I don't know. Olivia yeah. O'Krien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Olivia O'Krien had to address a comment that you made that you said you hate all straight guys. <laughs> Every time I was posting like so anything about straight men, it gets deleted as it gets deleted as hate speech. And also people people will make entire hate accounts for me, entire hate accounts post photos of me like before my nose job and like say be like she's ugly like i hate her like whatever like like this one fan this uh this one guy he used to dm me all the time send me like these crazy dm like long poems like nice stuff but then like randomly would say something mean and then one day and like it was just in my dm request and i just kind of started to know him because i would see it all the time so i was like here he is again his name was philip and i was like here's philip again and then one day he said something that was so mean i just opened the dm and i just i he said like something about me being ugly and i just said i'm beautiful and then, <laughs> and, then and then he like went off and was like you're a horrible person changed his entire account into a hate account for me posted a bunch of different photos of me edited ugly like posted like what zoomed the- it like the craziest shit i've ever seen in my damn life and i went and i reported it from like all of my different instagram accounts i reported it as hate and i got like after, like, the sixth time, it worked, but the first, like, five times I reported this account, it said, we found that this account does not violate our community guidelines. I'm like, oh, me saying, I don't like straight men is hate speech and got my account <laughs> d- almost deleted. But someone making an entire hate account dedicated to saying that I'm ugly, oh, no, that's fine. That's that's Instagram values. Um, like, what? Philip, Make it make sense. Get a life, Yeah. Philip. Do you let those comments affect you, though? I used to. I used to, for sure. And now I'm like... Like, it sucks, and I wish people weren't like that. Like, I really do, and, like, I wish people realized that celebrities have feelings, and, like, not that I, I would never, I don't want to call myself a celebrity because, like, I'm, like, a like a C-lister. I don't You're know. You're no Hillary Duff. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what was I saying? Oh, I just, I, I, I want to say it doesn't affect me at all. It affects me a little bit. It kind of depends on my mood in, the, like, the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely not as much as it used to. Definitely not. And like, I feel like I'm just more confident in myself. So I, when someone says something, if it's, if it's something that's genuinely just not true, I'm just like, yeah, what's the point of this? Mm -hmm. Like what? Like, and people just have their own and they don't know. They don't know me. Like, that's the thing. They've never met me. They don't, all they see is what I put out on the internet and everyone has a different perspective in life in general. So they might see something and it, it, they see it differently than other people and it might piss them off for some reason. And that's fine. Like whatever. <laughs> it was a sad f-ing summer. That was the first micro mixtape uh-huh. in November. Only two songs. Those two plus the three that just came out will equal a tour. 
February 25th it starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, man, that's soon. I know. How you feel about that? <laughs> um, I'm really stressed out, honestly, right now, because, like, I just started rehearsal, and I'm, like, dying, but I'm excited. I'm I'm always excited to go on tour, and I think this is a good time in my life right now for me to go on tour. I was feeling kind of, like, in a funk a little bit the past, like, like a week ago. I was feeling, like, kind of really weird and just, like, off, like, something just wasn't, like, I felt like I wanted to travel or do, like, I just felt, like, stuck and, like, it's weird, not necessarily sad, but just, like, this weird feeling I can't even explain. Um, and then in the past week, I it started feeling better, and I'm, like, okay, I'm ready to, like, go on tour and just, like, like, I, I hate having, feeling like I'm just, like, in the constant same routine that I'm always in, and, like, when I'm home and just, like, bored, and all my friends have, like, boyfriends and do their own, <laughs> and, like, I just like to, like, I, I want to be able to go see the world and, like, not have anything holding me back or tying me anywhere. Like, I don't know. So do you want tour or do you not want tour? Because a tour is an obligation. No, I do. No, but but you're like, but I get to go out and see stuff yeah. and I don't have to be in my room and I don't, like, have it's, to say no to people telling me to go to Hyde every Saturday. Like, it's, <laughs> It's a know? different kind of routine. Yeah. it's a, But it's, and it's not even a routine technically because, like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know, like, what kind of, like, food places will be in the city. Or, like, that sounds like such a stupid little thing to like, care about. But, but like, it matters. Yeah, it's just, like, it's interesting. And it it makes me, it gives me a different perspective on life. And I love meeting fans. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world. It's just, like, it just reminds me, like, why I do what I do. And because sometimes, you know, like, like, we were talking about hate on the internet. Like, when you see that, sometimes it's all you see. Like, it just gets to your head. And, like, the nice things in writing just kind of go in one ear out the other. Totally. Not all the time, but, like, when I'm in a certain mood, if I see, like, hate comments, that'll affect me way, way more. Um, but then in real life, you go and you see these people and they're really, like, looking at you, like, crying. And, like, it just, like, warms my heart, like, m- like more than anything ever in the entire world. It's the most beautiful, amazing thing and amazing feeling. So I'm really like, looking forward to that and just connecting with fans and stuff. Because also my fans are, like, little mini-me's. Like, they all feel the same that I do and I just like want to protect them so bad and I just yeah I don't know I mean these micro mixtapes are going to be really different when it comes to performing mm-hmm. I feel like these are really beautiful they're beautiful raw records that matter like sad together to hear the audience sing that back to you yeah be cool I know I was I was rehearsing yesterday and I was like and this is where I go I just put the microphone <laughs> to the crowd and they can sing for me because <laughs> I feel like that's such a song that you like yes. sing together yeah I'm really excited for that. I think performing is like these songs is going to be kind of another level for me because they're just more like Jocelyn. I'm so excited to perform that because it's just so like, I don't know. I want to bounce around. You should put Jocelyn's photo as the backdrop for that song. No, oh. I'm good. Thank you. Will the head, will the head lyrics stay in there? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to take it out. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's an all ages show and there's a seven year old in there who's like, oh, your head. Yeah, well, they don't know what that means. No, they didn't. <laughs> I was listening to like Flo Rida when I was seven and like Dude. didn't know what it was actually about. Apple bottom jeans? Um, no, what's the song? Um You spin my head right round, yeah, yeah, right yeah. round when you go down. Like that's about that's about Felicia? that. Yeah. And I had no idea. I was like, hey, like Oh. Oh, <laughs> Dan just learned something. Wow. I never put that together. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. How do you feel? I feel good. I'll listen to that song later. You're enlightened. Yeah, you're playing Coachella, though. How's that? Is it exciting? I'm so scared. All of my exes are going to be there. They all told me, like, <laughs> one of them, the this this one, number three, he said he was going to stand there with a sign that had the lyrics to the songs I wrote about him. I was like, please don't. Oh. I will have security escort you out, even though I don't have that power, but I will somehow figure out how to do that. Wow. Who is number three? 
like I would tell you. I don't know. You got a big mouth. I mean, only only in front of this microphone. <laughs> Are you prepared to have like tally marks all the way up your arm? Like I hope that doesn't no, get to that point. No, it's it's really it's honestly really hard to become a tally. Like think of like the first one was when I was sixteen. And then this one was when I was 18, and this one was when I was 20. All right, so every two years you get a new tally. Yeah. But then hopefully in, like, four years, I can find the last the last tally. The one, But, like, hopefully they won't even be a tally because they won't break my heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not a tally until you, like, ruin my life. No, actually, it's what it is. It's, it's really, like, about writing songs. It's about, like, who my muse is. Like, I've written, like, full album about all of these people. Wow. So this person knows these songs are about them. I'll, I'll send them to them. Do, do, I sent the last guy. I sent him a Dropbox that said "Thanks for the content," and it was like fifteen songs about him. Wow! Do, and then I saw him again. He was like, "Olivia, I literally hate hanging out with you because I know you're just using me for content." And I was like, "Ooh, you're using me for other stuff." So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 boom! Oh. Do you go track by track with this man after he listens, or do you just? He like sent me like an analysis. I was like, "So, what's your favorite song?" Like as a joke, like literally joking, completely joking. And he gave me like a pair. He sent a paragraph, and he was like, "This one is my favorite because I love the melody." Blah blah. And he was like, "I might be biased because like I know the story, but like I'm really connecting with these. Like I think you should. Are you what? gonna make it al- make it into an album? Like what's the deal?" I was like, "I was literally joking. Like I was joking completely, just sending this to you as a joke, and you're." He has no emotions whatsoever to be able to completely just be like, like I'm like roasting him in the songs, and he's like, "Oh my god, I love it." Yeah, but like, what kind of ego does he have? Oh, that the you biggest want, ego I've ever seen in my life. That you give it about his analysis of records about. I don't. I yeah, really yeah, don't. Of yeah. course not. <laughs> but he assumes that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is this man? Is he in the industry? Um, what industry? <laughs> does he sing? No, I don't know. I don't know. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google something. No, don't Google anything. Good luck. Tour starts off in Santa Cruz, California, Mm -hmm. February 25th, and then it ends a little bit uh, a month later in Portland, Mm -hmm. Oregon. It was a sad fucking tour. But you don't even know. It hasn't even happened yet. But (laughs) true. I just thought it was cool. Like it was a sad fucking summer. It was a tour. That's good. I'm smart, whatever. I'm excited to see you at Coachella. And I say that like I'm going to Coachella. Yeah. Are you not? I mean, I'm going to manifest it right here, right now. You need to go. I'm telling everyone, I'm like, if you don't go to Coachella, it's so rude. Come to my, I'm probably going to, I don't even know what time I'm playing yet, but I'm probably going to be on at like noon. Like, <laughs> come through. Everyone's going to be at like the Bootsy Bellows Coachella party and I'm going to be like singing to like one person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coachella. Like one person's like, Whatever. I, it's I, a vibe though. I don't care. Like, I could literally go on at 8 a.m. and I would be like, I'm. I'm playing Coachella. Coachella. This is the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm so excited. Have you gone as a fan before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I missed last year, and Tame Impala played, and Kid Cudi, and, like, I'm so sad that I missed it. I was on tour. I was literally crying. I was in my hotel room alone crying, (laughs) like, listening to Tame Impala and, like, watching people's stories and, like, literally bawling my eyes out. It was the most dramatic thing I've ever done. But I was touring last year so that I could play this year. Like, that's that was the goal, and we did it. So Mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm like, it was all worth it. I thought you can't listen to Tame Impala. I can't listen to Tame Impala. No, yeah, I can. Okay, well, the lyrics said you can't. So. Did one of the check marks ruin it for you? Yeah, one of them showed me Tame Impala. And then actually, I just, when the new album came out, I listened to it with him. So. What? Why would you do that? I like to recycle, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess. It's better for the earth. Um, you were just talking about how you. Oh, uh, never mind. Getting back with exes. And like, what if you get back with an ex and you're going to like. Yeah, but they didn't cheat on me. Oh. 
Okay. Number this is number oh, two. Don't get back with a cheater. Yeah. That's what you said. Number okay. two introduced you to Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm. Did you figure like out numbers? Did you figure out who number three was? No, I can't. I can't find any names. All I can find is like are Olivia O'Brien and Corinna friends. We are. Oh. Randomly, we started hanging out like a couple weeks ago, and we didn't realize that it was like we saw Todd at Saddle Ranch, and we didn't realize that like he didn't know that we were friends because like it's so normal to us now, obviously. What? So we were like talking and like saw them, and we were like they rolled down the window like him and jeff and we were just hanging out and then he was looking at us so confused and we were like what's wrong and then we were like oh you don't know that we're like friends now (laughs) but she's so cute i love her were you guys not friends it's not that we weren't friends we just like didn't really know each other and then like i dated todd after she did and people like loved to turn that into like some crazy drama thing Mm -hmm. um so like we never like became friends but then after everything we were just like hey, we have a lot in common, like, let's be friends and hang out. And now, like, we FaceTime every single day and, like, hang out all the time. And you guys have helped revitalize Saddle Ranch. So (laughs) true blessings to this earth. Thank you. But now every time I go, like, it's, like, it's so scary and crazy how, like, it's just there's so many people there. I I blame David for vlogging it. Yeah. Because, like, even when I started going, like, a couple years ago, I started going back there and it like we would bring all of our friends, but it wasn't like crazy. Like we could walk around everywhere. We had the whole place to ourselves. It was low key. And then now it's like, it's yeah, that was my, the first restaurant I ever went to. The first time I came to LA, and now I can't even go there. Yeah, I used to go there and eat ribs with my friend Lazy on karaoke night. We would just sit there and eat ribs, and there'd be like three random old people like doing karaoke, and there was no one else in the entire place. And that's called joy. Okay, <laughs> that's called an escape. We've covered a lot here, Olivia O'Brien. Olivia O'Crian. <laughs> um, go to the tour, February 25th. It starts. No, wait, we do have another micro mixtape coming. We do. Is it coming pre tour? Uh, Mid tour? When? No, after tour? Af- oh. After tour, pre Coachella. Got it. So, like mm-hmm. between March and April. Wow, that is yes. a nice little tight window. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Giddy up. Final thoughts? I think we're good. Any more really hard, tough, pressing questions? You really want well, me to admit, like, all my secrets. Well, yeah, I like when people come and talk. You know, recently we had somebody come and talk. They gave us so many great answers. Your friend was there, and she made us get rid of all of it. Really? Madison? <laughs> no comment. We're in a fight. <laughs> no, yeah. we're not. And Dan <laughs> might think that he's in a fight with somebody who doesn't give two shits about you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Damn. Joke, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How do you feel about um Todd's song about Natalie? Did you listen to it? Um, I listened to like five seconds of it. Um, actually with Madison. Um, but then we wanted to listen to like the Tame Paul album, so we were like, well, turn, let's turn this off. Um, yeah, I don't know what that deal is. I think it's very interesting. I, his the drunk texts that were on the Billboard seemed very similar to many texts that I have received from him. So I do believe that they were real. <laughs> For sure. That's what he does. But is he a musician? No. Okay, but Scotty Sire is a musician. Yes. Todd can play like a few chords on the piano. Okay, so no. He, he's, he's trying his best. Slow and steady (laughs) wins the race. No, Um, he can, he's like, he can play some songs on piano. He's not like, he's not bad, but he's not like a virtuoso, like. He's not Ellen John? No, sadly. (sighs) Anyway. All right. Final thoughts? Good? We good? Olivia, are you good? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I say here can be held against me, right? In no, court? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Olivia crying. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love. Thank you for having me again. Love.
This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.